Los Nachos Amigos, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Record Breakers. I'm Petey Rafe, your man with no plan. Here with me, as of course, as always, my crew. We've got Patrick. Hola. We've got Drew. Hey. And we've got Brett. Uh, I hit like maze, and I run like haze. Yeah, so. yeah. something like that. Uh, but I hit like shit. <laughs> but you hit like we, we, shit. We covered that. You run like haze, but you hit like shit. Uh, but of course, uh, we're here with Record Breakers talking about music, and we share music with each other each and every week. Uh, and every once in a while, uh, usually in between the, the reset of the rotation, we have a guest. And of course, we have a guest this week uh, with us. <laughs> uh we have none other than once again returning David Jeffrey Majors, aka DJM. How you doing, DJM? Hi, record breakers. It's Ooh. me, DJM. Let's talk music, guys. Yeah. Oh, go That's ahead. Was, down. We just walked yeah, into a Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. Like little... This is gonna be way past cool. No. Uh, somebody okay. give that man a chili dog. No. No, not well. I, I don't really dun, 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 give a dun, dun, shit about Sonic the Hedgehog, but that's fine. Uh, but yes, thanks for uh, having me. On, though yes. we're, we're not talking about a a Sonic the Hedgehog related thing of any kind, but thank you for having me on anyway. Yes, uh, we're here to talk about music, and he is here. He brought us, brought forth to us, sentence making, brought forth to us another album, another fascinating album. Uh, Deej, what do you got for us? What, what, what did you bring to the table? This time around for the Record Breakers, uh, on previous episodes that I've appeared on, I've tried to think of something that I thought each member would be interested in the most. Uh, so far, I would say I'm, I'm 50-50. I'm, I've, I think I hit the mark with one of them when I, when I introduced Tesseract. Uh, the last one before that was Dream Theater. Didn't work out so well with the person I thought that might like it. Uh, Tesseract seemed to work out okay. And now, this time, it is Drew's first turn. And the album that I brought is the brand new album from one of my favorite bands in the last couple of years. New Jersey's Thank You Scientist and their brand new album, Stranger Heads Prevail. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick. I'll start with you. Patrick, what were your expectations coming into this album? Uh, I went in blind other than knowing DJM loves him some prog rock, and we have a lot of crossover in terms of the music we enjoy. So I figured there was an okay, there was a good chance this might be something up my alley. Little did I know how up my alley it was. Mm-hmm. Up your alley and around the corner. I don't, I don't know. Uh, That's Brett. racist. <laughs> uh, Brett, what were your expectations coming into this album? I, I I know that uh, Deej is a is a fan of progress, and progress is what he brings us in rock form. Um, other than that, I really I, I kind of had an assumption because I've only known him to listen to one kind of music ever. But uh, that's you know I guess one wide swath of a genre. But yes, I I, I, I expected it to fit into that little uh, empty pie slot. And I was correct. <laughs> uh, yes, it is one genre that is like a lasagna of various subgenres. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Drew, 
Uh, the, the I guess Speaking the intended lasagna, target. <laughs> Speaking of wow, lasagna, y'all are some racist motherfuckers over here. Uh, well, lasagna. Let's go to the guy with the mustache. Uh, seemingly the intended target of this album, Drew. What were your expectations coming in? Um, all I knew of this album was what I know of what he has brought to us before, and that I apparently had to listen to this band and he was very excited to bring them specifically because he was aiming his sights right at me. Um, I will get into what I said on Twitter last night um, after a full 20 hours of 24 hours of nothing but this band uh, a little later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teach, how will you describe this album musically? Uh, what, what, what would be the themes um, say you would say that make this up? I would say, and and I want to throw something around the horn a little bit later. Um, yes, thank you, scientists do technically fall under that umbrella known as progressive rock, but they they bring some modern proclivities with more of a with more of a modern rock vibe. Of course, they are signed to Evil Inc. Records, the record label run by. Claudio Sanchez of Coheed and Cambria. Yes, the influence is there. It's p- pretty well known. Uh, and they also have a good amount of jazz and, and horn influence, and there's some some orchestral stuff. And there is even a, a touch of that heavy dream theater-influenced instrumentation. They are they are a, a healthy mix of of a bunch of things. Now, I want to throw something around. We'll we'll start with with swagger we'll start with patrick uh, i've brought a few different albums on record breakers before i've brought three different things on and i would say that generally they are seen as under the same genre umbrella but you guys are able to see kind of the and Patrick I'll start with you the differences between the three like they all fall under a genre but they're not really the same you follow me um I, they're call it it's it's like they're cousins they're not brother and sister they're not from the same genes but they share genes so of of the three so dream theater i think is they're the band that I think defined modern prog metal in a lot of ways, like the the current and, and definitely everything from kind of the late eighties on sounds like bands that sound just a little bit like dream theater. Uh, sometimes a lot like dream theater. Uh, and then um, Tesseract was way more death metal influenced and specifically influenced, I think by, uh, by uh, Meshuggah and sort of the super detuned gent sound uh, from there. Uh, but they're, you know, again, they're cousins. They're related. They, you know, may, maybe have have the same eyes, but they're they're not the same thing. This, I think, leans more heavily towards uh, if you look up the bands that influence this band, Dream Theater is on that short list, uh, whether it's directly or indirectly, because they definitely have touches of that. But they also sound like other things outside of prog rock and within other corners of prog rock that aren't uh, again they're it's 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 you know six degrees of prog rock 
and these bands are all about two or three de- two or three degrees away from each other in different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting question. But let's talk about the themes elements of the album. I'll, 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 you can kind of go roll into that, uh, Patrick. What would be the themes elements of this album? Um, it's this. This was one of those where I was thirty seconds into the first song, and I'm like, okay. Okay, this is actually not unfamiliar to me. This sounds very much like a, a band called the Deer Hunter, which is not the same as Deer Hunter, but Deer Hunter, D-E-A-R Hunter. They're, they're cool. I'm surprised I haven't brought them on the show yet. Uh, in terms of being sort of modern prog rock, but with strings and horns and other instrumentation you don't typically hear. Uh, one of my rubs on Dream Theater is always that I am not a big James LeBray fan uh, of his vocals. I understand he sings very well, but he sings too pretty. And uh, on this record, you get uh, pretty vocals, but I, and I think this is where the the Coheed comparison gets easily made is Claudio Sanchez doesn't have this level of skill singing, but he has this power. And this this guy whose name I probably should have looked up before this lead singer of Salvatore uh, Morano. Okay, Salvatore Morano has skill singing and like that power power and edge that you don't always get in the pretty singing uh prog rock genre so uh this kind of hit me right in like the wow where has this been all of my life category because it's been a really long time since i've found new prog rock that i really really love like I've, i've listened to stuff and it's cool but this is this hit me right in the right place hit me right in the good place Uh, Brett, what she said. <laughs> uh, hit me in the good place. Uh, Brett, what would be the themes elements that come up to mind? Well, um, you know, obviously we're dealing with a prog rock band of some variety. I mean, this this ain't Yes, this ain't you know King Crimson, but this this is this is this is modern. You know, it this you know it it's prog rock of the of of the the, the modern of the now. Side. Yeah, of the here and the now. Um, but but really, what stands out in this is you know it's it's your standard mess of musicians. Um, but you have someone playing strings, you have someone playing sax, and you have somebody playing trumpet. Um, you know that that's you know that added on to the the staples of modern prog prog rock music. That's you know the ultra technical guitars, and the drums that are lapping themselves, um, the vocal affectation, which I you know. Kind of like how surfer dudes kind of did kind of talk alike, even when they kind of didn't really. I did makes really no sense. I'll use surfer dudes as the example, but the speech affectation in genres of music. Like let's go back to uh, like old old style prog rock. The the get kicked in the nuts high pitched singing voice was something that floated around. That uh, there's a certain bassist in Canada that kind of did that too, um, but. Uh, you know, uh, you you get a very very different sound out of out of having the the strings, the the the, the trumpet and the sax, um, the stuff that wouldn't be out of place in a jazz or you know like a world music set. Um, there's there's definitely stuff that I would like. There were sounds that were coming straight out of a PBS you know evening sit down with the you know the the greater flectones or something um but uh this was not at all what i was expecting when you know when i think of prog rock i think of you know a guy who's like having to be 
you know, lowered by crane into his drum kit and, you know, a guitarist that has 18 strings and um, none of them are tuned correctly to my standard. But yeah, I, you know, th this definitely had some stuff that threw me for a loop. Mm -hmm. uh, and the answer to your question, Deej, yes, I can tell the difference. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes. Sweet. Yes. True. Uh, what would be the themes on this that caught your attention? One, yeah, the differences are vast between the three. Um, but I, I alluded to me saying something on Twitter. But last night, as I was thinking about it, and I was finishing up my notes before I went to bed, I put out the spoiler alert. DJM has sort of pushed me into two things recently that I've absolutely, absolutely adored. Um, the first one being Mr. Robot. And the second one being this band. Um, Little Caesars. Yeah. Little Caesars Pizza. Pizza, yes. pizza. Pizza, pizza. Hot A spear, when you bounce it, pizzas come off and then back on then perfectly. Back on. Physics. Hot and pizza. ready. And oh, it's hot and ready, too. Yeah. Gets it coming. Like Look, guys, we got we to gotta find a way to pay Miguel Cabrera's salary somehow, okay? Yeah. Just give me a break. I have leftover Little Caesars, like, <laughs> by me right now because I haven't consumed. Yes. So. Yeah. He's got a prop, everybody. Yeah. Props. I'm, I'm the carrot top of the Yes, podcast. you are the carrot. I was, I was going to say you're going to pull out a mallet, but we can go carrot top. <laughs> I hate. Okay. Um, but blown away. Just absolutely um, loved it because there's a lot to this band there's a lot of good depth to it the guitar work was absolutely great um i think there was a complexity to it that kept everything fun and moving there were great riffs in between like you had a lot of spots where the guitar would lead into something that would then cause like a horn line to change and they would like piggyback off almost like a game of leapfrog musically which was awesome um you had these uh, time signature changes and rhythm changes that just flowed really, really well together. Um, they did that jazz fusion thing of like, all of a sudden there's going to be like, maybe like anywhere from four to 10 bars of just like going into like a weird ass time signature for no apparent reason. And then like dropping right back into the time signature you were in before just cause it feels cool. Um, and I think that was kind of cool. Um, the drumming on here was really, really tight and really, really great. Um, top to bottom like it's just this is a band where i'm actually like trying to poke and prod my drummer friend to listen to because i think like he'd actually very much enjoy it um he now, didn't... Pat patrick you being a drummer i'd really like to hear your thoughts on what drew just said huh. uh, the drums on this record were very good but not showy which isn't a bad thing uh prog rock sometimes the yeah. it, it's it, it's it's more it's more than like like just holding down the the fort kind of it's stuff good work rate. It, it was it Should was the long ball but you know based yeah but, but it's got a good grasp of ring psychology is what yes, you're saying yes yes, yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> more or less all of the all of got these handles. sports and sports entertainment thing no the drums on this record are are great if Within the context of the genre, unremarkable. They're yeah. very good. They, at oh. no point am I like the drummer in this band is not good. No, he's very good, but he doesn't. When you're when you're coming from, what you're saying is that he doesn't. He overdo is not. It. No, he's he not doesn't always. overdo it. Like he is not. As we've mentioned, 
bands we talked about before, this is not Neil Peart doing incredible flourishes constantly. This is not Mike Portnoy playing the fastest, craziest, heaviest fills. This is a guy playing drums exceptionally well and making really, really good choices, I think would be the way to put it. Yeah, it, it, there is no, there's no whatever the drum equivalent of wanking that's, is. And so oh. so what you would say is that um, Odin Alvarez services has good the song. drum vision and percussion IQ. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, good drum exactly. vision and percussion IQ. Intangibles. 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 But he still uh, manages to play at a high level. Yes, exactly. It's very uh, high level. Yes. It's just I'm not... He, and, and, <laughs> but it's not necessarily I, elite. It's not showy. What what this whole this is a is a uh, dream He's, theater is a collection of insane musicians who uh, happen to play in a band together. So yeah. this is a fucking band who yeah. plays as a unit supporting <laughs> each other. This is so, this is team ball here. Uh, so you're you're telling me so you're telling me Odin Alvarez, the drummer of this band, is more Kawhi Leonard and less Vince Carter. Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> this is a this is a cohesive unit. They they yes. play team. They it's play not, team band. They're not they're not a band of superstars. Is what you're exactly. saying? They, they're no. a cohesive right. unit. Um, no, this isn't. This yes. isn't two guys and some some supporting cast. This is yes, this is yes, a solid starting lineup here. This this <laughs> week on bad on bad sports metaphor breakers. Yes, uh, oh. but yeah. That being said, it was still Drew's turn. So uh, <laughs> as you were saying, <laughs> hey, I was I was willing to derail myself so I could make a Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard versus Vince Carter. Exactly. Uh, reference, so I think it's okay. Yes. Um, but on top of that, on top of the normal things you would get, um, the horns are just so much fun. Um, there was a good bit of saxophone, a good bit of trumpet in all of this, and all of those bits were great. Um, it just, I'm a guy that likes the horns. Um, I think and Drew, Drew. Being a fan of Thank You Scientist, knowing what they are and what they were, it, it, knowing your appreciation of brass instruments, I was like, mm-hmm. Drew, I got you, fam. I got you. I got you. <laughs> yeah, and that's, and that's the thing. There, and there's more, like, the cool thing about this, uh, these guys in general in this album is that the instrumentation is so varied. Um, you get... The guitar player will break out a sitar. You got, like, the credits in this are things like the sitar and the theremin and, like, electric violin and flugelhorn. Like, man. Uh, Gotta get your Chuck Bancioni on. Hey, you it's, know, it's what are you gonna play? A French horn? Right? No, you grab that flugelhorn. Grab a flugelhorn. Or a melophone or a. Grab that and flugel that... by the horn and. and Whoa, and Petey. Keep it clean, Petey. Watch out. It's a family We're going affair. Blue on the podcast. Um, but yeah, the, it, it's just an album that had, in my opinion, a lot going for it as far as like depth of album goes and depth of musicianship goes. Um, and that being mixed with like, again, the the jazz, the heavy jazz uh, fusion influence on a very prog rocky um, band was very, very much appreciated by a guy that can uh I might be able to get down with some uh fusion every now and again. So some horns. A guy um, that can get horny once in a while. Uh 
Ice happen. Bear doesn't know what that means. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that being said, Deej, uh, let's talk about some key tracks. Right. I would say, just going in chronological order, my favorite track right now is the third track, or technically the second song, uh, is Caverns. Uh, I really enjoy this song with its uh, the verse and its guitar instrumentation, and also the the chorus of the song with its really really heavy riff behind the vocals. I really enjoy just how both of those things contrast. Uh, Automatic Blue or Blue Automatic is, I guess, sort of the the single of sorts that is coming off of this album. It's a really fun track, I think. The hot and banger. It is. <laughs> and I think everyone out there can get a kick out of the song, the instrumental. Rube Goldberg Variations, just on the title alone. Yes. <laughs> I gotta dig on some Rube Goldberg machine uh in song form. <laughs> That's got to be fun. Uh, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Um, so I'm going to pick on one in the middle that's kind of an odd man out, but in the best way possible, uh, Mr. Invisible, which is a jazz fusion song. I, I, I don't want to call it yes. prog rock. It's yes, a jazz it fusion song. And, You're absolutely right. Yeah. And once in a while, I really like like this style of fusion jazz. Uh, usually prog rock, buries its jazz influence in complicated time signatures. This just is like, we're just going to put on our jazz shirts and, and make the, make the studio feel like a smoky club. And we're going to play a fusion (laughs) song and it's really cool. It's just, I I don't know why it, it, it's such an odd man out on this record, but because of that, it was fun. Uh, DJM mentioned it. Caverns is really fun. It's probably the most, the most of a prog metal song on the record. It has some meatly, 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 me guitar solo stuff, which I do like sometimes because uh, I'm a dork. And, uh, and Psychopomp near the end because uh, it's this weird, delightful, like Middle Eastern vibe in the intro that kind of comes in and out. And um, it really shows off the way they use the horns. So the horns are almost – so in ska music – which is where we normally hear horns on this show. The horns are a sort of, they don't play the melody. They play like this backing kind of thing that supports it. In this, the horns are basically treated like, we're just going to have two, three, four, five more guitar players in the band. And they're going to play stuff that is, sounds like a guitar lick or continues off of a guitar lick on whatever their sax, tr- trumpet, and to some extent the uh, violin too. And this had a ton of it. And it was just a crazy song. And, uh, like, I, I like that we're moving into an era where you're getting little touches of Middle Eastern music in, in prog rock. Because it, I, I think it's a relatively recent development. I don't feel like it's been around forever. Uh, and it's just cool. It's different. And I liked it. Yeah. Oh, damn it. All right, uh, Brett, what will be some of the key tracks for you? Well, for the, the sake of, you know... <laughs> Not going into the ridiculous. I'm going to talk about every song. Um, you know, I let's go with the Rube Goldberg variations. You know, the trumpet guitar work when they were playing together was really good. The reverb sax and the bass uh, going to town at the same time was pretty great. Um, you know, it's a fun jam track, and the musicianship is is as advertised. Um, uh, and uh, 
Psychopomp. Um, that'll be the other song that really was the it was it caught me every time I listened through because like around the five and a half minute mark, there's like some really really great wah guitar, um, and uh, that catches my ear every time that you have like these technical musicians that are using a giant tone pot controlled with your foot, and it's still an effective you like it's a tool. It's still used, um, and, it, and it not a crutch like Kirk Hammett. It was it was pretty awesome that like <laughs> did you just three three bucks worth of stuff <laughs> still worked. Um, but yeah, the the guitar harmonies were cool. Technical skill is really to be expected with this genre. Um, you know, there, there's not a whole lot of you know simplistic music of this style. It's just it comes with it, but you know, technical execution gets a tip of the hat every time. But uh, those. If you wanted to listen to the two uh, hot bangers that got my uh, attention, those would be they. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say, is the third hot banger Kesha's TikTok? I don't understand. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll talk about that later. Yes. Have another jazz shirt. Uh, <laughs> yes. I'm going to bring on pants. a Lady Gaga album next time I'm on. We've already had one. Hey, Can't so bring I, our somebody pop. else had that idea. I wonder who that was. <laughs> Uh, pop once. You yes. can't bring on that one. True. Um, uh, what would be some of the key tracks for you? So I'm gonna I'm gonna skip the first track because uh, it's it's not as much music as it is like one of those intro tracks, um, and go with the one I'm not gonna pronounce correctly, the Somnambulist. Um, I don't even know if that's a real word, but it's an awesome song. Um, it begins the album really, really big, like really just strong in my opinion you sort of blast with a great mix of what you're going to get from the drums and the horns really really off then you get the uh, guitar riffs leading into and out of like the thematic elements which is something you are going to get a lot with this record as well which i think was really really good like i said um when you hit me with music right off uh let me know what your band's about um Oh, it is a word. <laughs> Some ambulance. Some ambulance. I was close-ish. I don't know. Um, so, uh, a wolf in sheep clothing. I'm gonna go into because I, I'm a sucker for a song that starts sort of somber and then gets like kind of crazy towards the end, and right in the middle, it starts getting really mad. Uh, manic. Somnambulist. Sort of like and um, they just sort of. Quickens the pace. You guys are making me going all over the place now with my mind. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> kind of like this album. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Um, but it's sort of like a song that can lull you into a sense of security in the middle and then three, four minutes in just absolutely send you for a loop um, with that, I think is kind of cool. And then I, we've all talked about it. We all geeked over it. And Rube Goldberg variations. It's just a phenomenal work from every musician here. The drums especially so, in my opinion. Um, it's just really good, like we said before. He's got the intangibles. He's got those fundamentals. Um, and I've said it before, and I'll say it every time it comes up and it makes itself obvious to me. If a band can bend genres and a band can skip into genres and sort of make themselves sound like almost... A, different band at points 
by just skipping around like that, it proves to me that they have a good handle on <laughs> good handles on their instruments, right? Yeah. Um, they got that solid kind of fundamentals, play. solid right. fundamental play. Um, and this song shows it. It it is an instrumental that skips around in genres a lot, and I think was better for it. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, pretty fantastic. Uh, yeah, Petey. let's bring it around back around the horn. Petey. Yes, you've barely said anything. <laughs> you well, caught him in his stick. Hey, I will you, say something <laughs> in a you, moment. You used to you used to talk on fanny pack. You, you, I, I take but, point. I, I uh, you know I I, I facilitate. Uh, but, but every once in a while, the point guard can have himself a night where he scores 22. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Yeah, the, the, I'd, I'd reiterate a lot of the same things. Like the, the, the such fantastic tracks. Sorry, since we're talking about the tracks, uh, like the Rube Goldberg variations. Like it's just like how where all the crazy places it goes is just fantastic and uh i'd just basically be repeating a lot of things the other guys say where yeah now you're repeating things that you were repeating yes exactly (laughs) uh but let me we'll let's bring it back around the horn and i'll I'll sum up my thoughts uh one uh, you know kind of in between that uh patrick what would be your conclusive thoughts on this album uh, this is one of the best things I've heard in a minute. Uh, it's really good. It it fills it fills a void I didn't know I had musically. Like I I didn't know I needed new prog rock, but but now I have it, and I'm like, oh, thank you. So I will continue to listen to this uh, probably for a while until I really wrap my head around it. It it's really good. Go listen to it. Mm-hmm. Uh Brett, what would be your conclusive thoughts on this album? Th- this is a technical powerhouse of a band and and it's it's something that i enjoyed quite a bit um that being said i doubt my mother would have the same reaction as i do um but uh you know you can still be my friend and not get this album um there's some stuff going on here this is this is advanced placement music it doesn't mean it's better music um your mileage will vary um there there's a lot going on here um, you know, I, this is not an, I am very smart kind of thing, but like th- there, there's some, there's some stuff going on in this album that could sound a little tiresome to people. Like you got songs that take up a lot of time you got to You, there's an investment in getting into this album. And if you get into the first couple tracks and you're not feeling it, you might just not feel this album. But if, if you dig it, keep going. Um, it, it may be the the your hot new banger yes. uh, that, that you play at all the touch tunes uh jukeboxes at country music bars yeah just to fuck people it's yeah, just to fuck people <laughs> uh true what would be your conclusive thoughts Keep calling this shit a banger and like all i can think of is kesha and Nicki minaj and i hate everything um but <laughs> but um, this album was something that Deej was right. Um, he brought it in sort of thinking that I would, I would very much dig it. And I got you, Drew. I got you. I, I, <laughs> I, got I very you. much dig it. Um, this band, this band, this album, uh, in general was something that 
was really, really cool. And, and, and please, Drew, go back and listen to their uh, oh, second album, technically. I, I uh, definitely plan on it. Yeah. Um, Maps of Non-Existent Places. It's, it's a wonderful album. Yeah. Um, and it's something that, like Brett said, like Swagger said, this is not for everybody. If if you're the type of person that doesn't, I mean, here's here's my litmus test all the time. If you don't, if you're the type of person that doesn't understand why people would spend outrageous like three four digits on things like speakers and headphones and microphones and fill their rooms with those, maybe this isn't the album for you. Um, but if you understand like that sort of side of like sitting down with a good set of speakers or a good set of headphones and just letting yourself hear what's going on in a track and hear what's going on in an album. And that's the type of stuff that you dig on. Then this is definitely worth a shot because I found myself listening to this and just really having a great, great time with it. Yeah. This is, this is just a really nice, really quality album. There's a lot of, there's a lot to sink your teeth into and, and and kind of chow down on musically and and has has personality too and has and has a lot of fun things going on there uh which is something i really like um and has as a crying dog somewhere uh-huh blake what do you think of thank you scientist i think he likes it um he's blown you know, away speechless <laughs> he's speechless uh Okay, okay. She's trying to give him attention. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just a pretty phenomenal record. It, it's just a it, it's something that you know you can get you can get your head in there and like just go into another headspace with it, and it's fantastic. Plus, it, it's just fun too. It has some fun moments too, uh, at least for me. Uh, just as a, that's the vibe that I like to dig on. Uh, but yeah, Deej, what would be your conclusive thoughts on the album? One thing that was mentioned by you guys was that Thank You Scientist is really good and really adept at flipping and incorporating and bending their sound to various genres. I'm kind of at the point with my own personal taste musically where I kind of crave that with anything that I'm really going to dive into. If if you're not doing something that is a little bit removed from the norms of your genre, if you're not doing something that is a little bit removed from your tropes, you're probably going to lose me very quickly. Which makes a lot of sense that my favorite genre is a genre that incorporates a lot of different things. And I really enjoy what Thank You Scientist does. Their first album was really enjoyable for me. Their second album was as enjoyable. And I just love that these guys are unapologetically all over the place. And they're really, really concise about it, too. They are concise while crazy. Word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that probably sums it up uh for our thoughts on thank you scientists uh now we get into the main event of the evening we get to our haiku reviews uh where we saw sum it up all in poetic form uh for funsies uh no for seriousness for seriousness 
because uh, you know the true science of it all. Uh, all the same initiative. Uh, Patrick, what is your haiku? New progressive rock, best I've heard in a long time. This is excellent. Uh, yeah. Brett, what is your haiku? Call it progressive. Not the one with flow ads. Uh, I kind of dug it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll throw mine in the middle. Prog rock meets some jazz. Played with personality. A pretty cool ride. Uh, Drew, what is your haiku? I'm so glad nobody had it. I like it to look original. Um, <laughs> mixing mixing stuff I dig to create something I love. Thank you, scientists. <laughs> nice. Uh, and last but not least, DJM, what is your haiku? Stranger heads prevail. These guys can do it all, man. Genre fluid fun. Yes. Uh, I, I, I identify as genre fluid as well. Um personally uh those are our thoughts on thank you scientists you can of course find it on our spotify playlist playing record breakers the home game with us uh teach what do you got going on in the in the world of the internet well right now you can probably see me on twitter at just called me djm and along with that in iTunes and Stitcher Radio and all those other places where podcasts can be aggregated. There's this little thing called Delta Juliet Mike Media where I do a couple of podcasts of my own, including the anime podcast of some sort. It's in season. Two nerdy black guys with friend of this show, King Cass, Brandon Cooper. And poet laureate. Th- Our poet laureate, yes. <laughs> Don't give him short shrift. Ow. Let's see. What else? I might have a wrestling thing coming up soon with Lucha Underground. And I don't know. I might have something else. Uh, I'm on Twitter at just called me DJM. And subscribe and go to DeltaJulietMike.com. Uh, yes. Uh, Pocket uh, sand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> we had this discussion uh, earlier. No. Even Blake, even Blake is, uh, is fed up with that. Uh yes speaking of uh, album music and things that are going on uh next week's album is also going to be on that spotify playlist that i mentioned earlier uh next week's album is my album it's going to be rancids and out come the wolves it's going to be an interesting discussion i can't uh, wait to talk about that album with you pd yeah it's going to be an exciting discussion yeah uh, i can't wait to see what everybody thinks about that album yeah i mean oddly enough uh, blake won't be here next week for some reason but he will be the next week weird thing you know it's time is a is a wonderful thing yeah exactly time Uh, is genre fluid yes time keeps on slipping 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 into into the future future. Uh, and somehow we went into the future and then back to the past yes somehow drew will be wearing the same clothes though yes (laughs) (laughs) uh yes no he'll have his road calves jersey yes um but yeah i gotta wait for jr to sign because i'm gonna Uh, get although Drew, I want to ask, have you taken that jersey off since the Cavs won the title? He took it off earlier in the pre-show. Right. <laughs> balancing his, uh, he's, he's trying to do the bit. His flesh. He's trying to don't kill the bit. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> You're, that's two things with continuity you just ruined. The, the problem is, I think, I, I'm, I think I'm, I'm supposed I, to burn this one, because like, that's the cool thing now with jerseys, is to burn them when the 
teammate leaves, so I feel like I have to, but like... Don't let nobody uh, tell you what to do. Yeah. I um, might, if I go to a Bucks game, I might wear it just to be that guy. Yeah. But, uh, but that being said, uh, you can, of course, find us all over the internet. Patrick is at the Swagger. Brett is at HibbityBibbert, H-I-B-B-I-T-Y-B-I-B-B-A-R-D. Drew is at X-Juicefrex. I'm at PD Rave. The show is at 4 Record Breakers. That's the number 4. Record Breakers. RecordBreakersPodcast.com. RecordBreakersPodcast.gmail.com. Do all the things. Share, like, subscribe. Uh... Until next time, hasta los huevos. It's going down. Like, I'm yelling. Stranger heads prevail is what it's called. I said toodaloo. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>